Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we are going to review three, make that four, commitments to sustain our success. This is a great topic. It's early in the year, and due to all the disruption with COVID-19 and such, I've seen online that some people are still in the process of putting their goals together for the new year. Goals. If last year is a precedent, I don't see many people nailing the goals that they set early in the year, right? (laughs) True. I'd hate to think of last year as a precedent for anything. Absolutely. But goals... I think goals are the wrong tool for the job of planning our year. Goals aren't really in our control. I mean, we can pick them, but like the pretty girl at the dance, that very attractive goal can say, no thank you, anytime she chooses. Oh, Miles, we're back at the dance again, are we? Well, I apologize for my imagery. It's just the way I think. But I do think that we have no power over our goals except to choose them. What we do have power over, I am convinced, is our actions, our commitments. So rather than choosing goals, we should choose our commitments. Desmond Clark is a former NFL player, and believe it or not, we connected online on LinkedIn. That is so cool. You connected with a former NFL player online? I mean, there is absolutely nothing in common, but he shares some really thoughtful ideas. I follow him. Here's his take on goals from a post last week. I've learned over the years, it's better to commit to habits instead of goals. Desmond Clark. Oh, that really hits home. And that makes a lot of sense. We can make and keep desirable habits because that's the thing we can control. It's our behavior. And it's those habits that will deliver results for us, what others mistakenly think of as goals. So focus on the means to get to the end. And you really don't like the word goals, do you? Goals remind me of the quote that a plan without funding is just a hallucination. Goals without the committed habits To deliver them are just dreams, wishful thinking. A goal without a plan is just a wish. The author of The Little Prince said that. I can never remember his name. It's French and I can't pronounce it, but I love that quote. How's my French? Antoine de Saint-Pourri. Ooh, well done. (laughs) Well, kind of. (laughs) If if you'll take that, he is a famous uh, poet and author. That quote has been paraphrased many times. With good reason. So let's connect the dots for our listeners. What commitments to sustain success are we talking about today? Well, the first commitment, with a hat tip to my NFL online influencer, Desmond Clark, is to commit to habits that will boost and sustain our performance. Achievements happen when we perform. So... Number one, commit to habits that will boost our performance. 
Well, that makes perfect sense. You show up on time, do the work, learn, listen. You commit to the habits that improve our personal performance. Yes, and those will then boost or turbocharge our next three business commitments. Okay, so what is our first business commitment? I'm suggesting that commitment number one is that we should find a way to get to yes. Find a way to yes. This is really a commitment in two parts, right? Find a way, that means actively trying to make it happen. I like that a lot. Definitely an action focus. To yes, well, who doesn't prefer to hear yes? That's a splendid analysis, Carly. The foundation of our business is customer demand. If we say no to customers, we slam the door on demand, the foundation, the basis of our very business. That's a good point. Find a way to offer what your customer wants rather than just accept the engineering department's safe and business killing stock reply can't do it. Finding a way to yes on difficult to achieve tolerances, positional callouts, or other product attributes is the most critical competency your shop's engineering department can have. If you can't do something, offer what it is that you can so your sales team has a chance to bring in the order. Nice. All right, that was a great commitment, and I like it because one, it's an action that we can take, and two, it serves our customer. Find a way to yes. So. What have you got for commitment number two? Well, this will be no surprise to you, Carly. Commit to continuous improvement. Ah, yes. Continuous improvement originates from our culture. Our culture expects progress. We expect things to be better today than they were yesterday. Oh my gosh, that totally triggers. I just saw an ad and for the life of me, I can't remember who it was for, so maybe not the best ad, but it said, you made it perfect, now make it better. Exactly. Continuously improving, learning from our mistakes so we don't repeat them and we don't repeat their painful consequences. Okay, I recognize that. The Deming cycle, right? Plan, do, study, adjust. You were paying attention in our quality and performance management class. That's because I had such a good professor. Well, thank you. Flattery, we'll get you a job in a podcast studio. <laughs> Every area that we improve gives us more energy and resources to improve our processes for direct customer impact. Win, win, win. And that's exactly why our members bring their team to our upcoming National Technical Conference so their performers can get new ideas regarding methods, processes, and technologies to better develop ways to manufacture challenging parts from challenging materials. That's exactly right. But here's the thing. Continuous improvement isn't only for the folks in the shop. Continuous improvement applies to all areas of our business. How we answer the phone, how we go to market, how we manage our financials. So this really isn't about the improvements, it's about having a process for continuous improvement. You know, that's exactly right. It's not about the improvements, it's about having a process for continuous improvement. That's really important and emphasized. 
if our small business owners aren't improving, they know they will be left behind by others that are using new tools, new technology, updated marketing plans, you name it, the list is endless. So the takeaway here is, do you have a process established for continuous improvement? Does your process assure that the improvements your team develops not only become adopted, but are also sustained and shared throughout your shop? That last, that last part is really important, Carly. The lessons have to be both learned and institutionalized if they are going to lead to permanent improvements. Commit to continuous improvement, have a process, and follow up to sure it is ongoing throughout your shop. Okay, last commitment, commitment number three. I wonder what this one's gonna address. What do you think it will address? Well, if you're wearing your metallurgist hat, I'd say carbon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably worth half a point. <laughs> that's really funny. What if I'm wearing my MBA hat? Oh, okay. Well, you already talked about quality, so that's out. MBA hat, that tells me it's going to be about money, about revenue, about return on investment. I'll go with return on our invested capital. You know me so well. Exactly right. Commitment number three is that we commit to recover the cost of capital. This commitment is different from the other two. This commitment is inward facing. This commitment has consequences solely on your business, not the customers. This commitment requires a discipline and a process so that your business itself can actually continuously improve because you're not cannibalizing it, you're building it. Commit to treat your business as a financial venture, not a hobby. You are not subsidizing your customers. Your business is not a bank set up to subsidize your customers. At least, if you try, it will not be sustainable very long. That makes perfect sense. If you are not made at least whole in each transaction, then you're losing enterprise value. If you fail to make a profit, you will not have funds to further invest in training and improved technology and in improved deliverables and services. In other words, failure to recover the cost of capital means that you cannot afford to continuously improve. And to use your words, the vicious circle is created rather than a virtuous one. That's exactly right, Carly. By committing to having a bottom line, we assure that at the very least we recover our cost of capital. This is as important as the other two commitments we talked about earlier. Without financial stability, you cannot afford what is needed to help you say yes to tomorrow's opportunity nor to be able to afford improved technology and people in your company. And saying yes was our first commitment. And that brings us back full circle to where we began, wrapping up today's discussion about three commitments for sustainable success. Thank you for joining us. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org.
Yes, and when you're on pmpa.org, you can check out our new website with robust search features that find articles, webinars, podcasts, and other resources to help your precision machining business. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You don't want to miss one. And if you aren't already taking advantage of a PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to see all we have to offer. And why is a PMPA membership important, Miles? Because, because we, we are, are better, better together. together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles.